up internet, do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? My name is Matthew Kroll. My name is Shahir Dad, and nope, I think I'm going to leave. No, what? No, you can't leave. This is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Ouija, Origin of Evil. <laughs> Can I just put this on the record that I'm very uncomfortable right Yeah, now? you should be. We have a special Halloween guest in the studio, Shahir. Wait, who? Oh, my God. He <laughs> just appeared in a puff of red and black mist. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right me. boys and girls, children of all ages, author, stage director, longtime MTV cohort of mine, and partner in old-timey movie reviewing from way back in the day. Wait, do you guys do that in an old-timey voice? Da -da 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 -da. Mr. Stephen Van Patten. Thank you. Thank you. SVP. Was uh, in the building. Quite the intro. Hey, we have quite the history, my you friend. Look disappointed. You look disappointed before you even started. <laughs> Is it us or the movie? Yeah, what's, did, we, what's did, we, did we hurt something? Did we not do something? No, right? no, we're all good. We're all good. Perhaps because it's late at night. It is. Well, we had to do the spooky episode late. I know. Because but did we have fault. to light the candles and be in our underwear? I yes. don't know what's happening, man. Yes. You you <laughs> did. You told me that, and I was like, I'm not going to argue with the man. Okay. However you halt, celebrate Steve, I this. you still well, got pants that, on. Like, yeah, well, yeah, because. I figured you were just going as like, like you were going like as Flea for Halloween. As okay, yeah, no, I could I could rock the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> See, I'm cool, I'm hip. I know what's no, I know what okay. your reference please, is. Please, please put your red hot chili peppers away. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Uh, wow. How you doing, man? I'm yeah. good, real good. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Something I didn't bring up in your laundry list of accomplishments is uh, SVP. You have a podcast now. You have your your own podcast. You've been I doing do. for a little bit. I know it's a little nuts. What's it about? Uh, well, it's basically myself and two other gentlemen well-versed in nerd culture yes. and uh, horror and science fiction and everything else like that. And we call it Beef, Wine, and Shenanigans. I like Beef, it. Beef, Wine, and Shenanigans. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a great Sunday night. What was, what, was, uh, what was your last episode about? Oh, what did we talk about? L last episode was sort of, a, sort of a philosophical breakdown of uh, Batman fans versus uh, Superman fans. Ooh. Talked uh, about Can't we be the both? Exorcist. <laughs> you just talked about The Exorcist? Uh, the TV show, yes. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the TV show. Because that's what we were going to talk about, well, right? We did, no. Ouija, Origin of Evil. What well, we're before doing. Before that. Oh, oh, God. Before that. What? There's a before that. If you want to get in touch with us and you like what we do, you can reach us on our website at OnlyMoviePodcast.com or hit us up directly via email at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter handle, which is at OnlyMoviePod. Steve, how All can right. we find your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> There's a Facebook page, uh, Beef Wine and Shenanigans, and uh, it's a uh it's on Blog Talk. It's also uh, syndicated on uh, WMEL uh, dot com. And nice. uh, yeah, we're uh, how are them syndicated dolls coming in? Uh, they're not. <laughs> well, very slowly. All you those podcast slowly. dollars were just reaping in. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Now, this movie, uh, it's it, it, the way it sort of came about, at least in, in my head, uh, I didn't quite know where it was going to where it was coming from. Eventually, I found out it was actually a sequel and the synopsis for the sequel. We're going to talk about how that almost is a mystery in itself uh, <laughs> in a moment. But the synopsis so far, based on lovely IMDb, is in 1965. That's right. We have a period piece. Los Angeles, a widowed mother and her two daughters add a new stunt to bolster their seance scam business and unwittingly invite authentic evil into their home. Because it'd be unfair if they invited an inauthentic <laughs> evil. Uh, when the youngest daughter <laughs> is overtaken by a merciless spirit, the family confronts unthinkable fears to save her and send her possessor back to the other side. Um, it would have been true had it just lost that second sentence, I think. It's pretty, I mean, it, that would be a fair synopsis, and then I don't I know. It's fairly accurate. It's just that, you know, this devil being, you know, this this merciless spirit <laughs> and doing unthinkable things is kind of hilarious to me that it's in the synopsis. Of course. It's so obvious. Yes. Has um, anyone seen the original? No. 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 <laughs> uh, but no, so I was so confused because, so I went and saw it this morning and I, I walked out and my friends are like, yeah, it was way better than the original. And I was like, oh, is this a remake? And they're like, no, it's a sequel. It takes place in the same house in present day, not 1965. And they said it was basically the same film, but this film had characters and a plot. Like before it was just like kids in a house that get fucked up by this thing. And nothing is ever explained. Not that everything is explained in this film, but 
at least you have a bit of a backstory to sort of follow along with the adventure that these people are sort of this horror thing that is going on with these characters. Right. I mean, it, it does explain itself to enough. To, uh, yeah. yeah. Horror movie standard. <laughs> but I couldn't picture this with less explanation. <laughs> SVP first impressions of this film that, I mean, just what, when you, when you going into it, what were you thinking? And then yeah, sort why, of like, you, how did you, yeah, how did you feel? Why'd you want us to see it? <laughs> Why did you do this to us? Because it's spooky. Well, yes. I mean, in in the midst of having a podcast myself now and everything, it, it's and just being who I am, I like to keep on top of newest, latest horror stuff. Uh, that being said, <clears throat> um, I felt like this movie was definitely going to be uh, following along the same kind of vein as The Conjuring, Conjuring Two, and sure. Annabelle, and all that. Mm-hmm all those reasonably successful movies yeah. of, of recent time. Um, it definitely tries to follow down that same road. Sure. Um, but it also felt kind of predictable and flat in the end for me. I'm just saying. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shahir, what about you? What'd you think? So I have a couple of things when it comes to horror movies, which is one, I, I horror movies to me, I, my basic requirement from a horror movie is that I get a jump scare. Like, I, I just want genuine jump scares. I And, you know, like, I, I want to be scared and I want to feel tension and I want to feel that creeping, oh, God, something's about to happen kind of feeling. Right. So that's one. Movie, deli- I, I I would say, that this is going to be a little bit of a surprising review from, from me, I think, which is that the movie- Listen, he's already telling us how surprised we're going to be. Is that the so you're breaking your horror movie rule by? Uh, no, no, it's a. It, I I did enjoy the sort of visceral thrills and watching it with an audience was kind of enjoyable. Mm. Um, then then the second thing that I I like is when a horror film gives me some kind of context that makes that jump care, jump scare meaningful. <clears throat> sure. Um, and I think a film like The Conjuring does that really well. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite horror films in the last ten to fifteen years is The Descent which I think does that mm, really, good. really, really well. Yes. Kind of breaks apart by the end, but the feeling sort of stays with you. Yeah, uh, I, oh, well, it depends which ending you saw, and I don't know, I don't know if we want to go down the rabbit hole of the descent. No, but there's multiple endings of the descent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it matters. I, basically, the whole third act I have a problem with. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay, let's not talk about that, but we should do the descent. <laughs> um, so I actually surprisingly enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the experience. I do think, I agree with SVP that I think it falls apart in the third act, mm-hmm. but I, you know, the weird thing to me is that I'm what I'm really curious about is Bloomhouse Pictures, who bought this property based on the board game. Does I, Milton Bradley still own the board game? Well, that's the thing. I, I'm wondering if what they, it, it, you know, what it feels like to me happened in this scenario, and this is not based on any empirical evidence, just by watching the movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. It feels like they had this horror script come in about a house where you realize that there's some kind of demonic you know, evil in this house. And then they also got the rights to the Ouija board game. And they were like, how can we marry these two things together and make a movie out of it? So it it kind of feels like they had this one horror film and then the board game and kind of jammed them together. Sure, I can see that. Um, And that's what it felt like. Because there's nothing specific. I mean, we'll get into one specific thing later on when we get further down the plot that sort of ties sort of why the evil is available to do what it wants to do. Only via the Ouija board, even though that this family's been living there for a while and right and, 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 and faking seances yeah i yeah. guess because it's fake and, and it's, a, and it's not even a, it's not even a special ouija board it's like they just it's picked, literally off the shelf they just picked one off the shelf but there's, there's a couple i think a 99 invisible another great podcast that sort of that does like 20 minutes sort of uh they're from the this american life people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um the they did a thing on the ouija board and the origin of it and oh, okay. that's a really good episode just check that out as well what, what's the the synopsis of the origin of the it's, ouija it's board? kind of like it was it, it, it used to it never it never was if I'm trying I'm going to butcher this it never was like a really an occult thing it was always something that was developed by a, it wasn't like something like that someone took the idea and like so th- someone just designed so it, this. it never existed in in history from my understanding again I listened to it Milton a long time Bradley ago or whoever it wasn't Milton it. Bradley they mm. bought it eventually but whoever some guy did it. Right. Um, uh, or sort of like religion you say. I mean that's <laughs> kind of what I say. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I think that's totally plausible. Just slap these two things together 100%. Right. I Squeegee. I used, I used to date a chick named Ouija. Ouija. Does it, someone <laughs> call their daughter Ouija? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm fucking around. But um, I, I don't know how it ties into the first film, though, other than it's 
It's the, it's the same house. I just we watched the trailer beforehand and it had some of the same scenes. It it's seems th- like it's almost the exact same movie, but now maybe they wanted to go back and do it a little bit better. Maybe right. Maybe they got the it's original like evil, script. It's <laughs> Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, just not nearly as entertaining. Right. Ooh. Maybe they got the original script that they had for the first film and then just rewrote it. Sure. <laughs> a, a conscientious Hollywood studio. Yeah. Wow, yeah. They just that. really want. Uh, well, bl- I mean, look. There's one thing um, about Bloomhouse Pictures that I'm I'm really enjoying as well is that they're they've gotten a reputation now for doing low budget horror films. They're doing mm-hmm. the new um, Key, Key and Peele movie. Well, the, the key part of the Key and Peele movie, Get Out. Okay. Uh, and they are, right. the whole thing is that like, uh, and they did my favorite film from uh, last year, The Gift as well. Oh, well, okay. So the, their whole thing is like, let's do horror, but very low budget, but basically make it as good as do you can right. within the budget you can make it. And if you do well, you will reap the benefits and you will be profit sharing. So the, the filmmakers get to profit share in the films if they do well. That's great. That is very good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm kind of enjoying the Bloomhouse and, and they're sort of, Turning the Hollywood game on its head in terms of like, you know, what they can do for so little mm-hmm. and still turn, you know, big rewards. Yeah, because yeah, like, I got to say, I think like as far as and this is without revealing anything, but like I feel like the level of which you saw the evil spirit, like how much you did was the perfect amount. I thought the scares and the half scenes of like what it actually is and like when it's finally revealed, but not like and then it's never gratuitously on screen even after that. Uh, like I, I really appreciate the restraint. Uh, which could be a budgetary thing, but also I think that helps it. Well, it was budgetary, and I, I, <clears throat> I mean, I was actually kind of surprised when I, because I didn't realize it was PG thirteen till I got there. Oh, uh, I didn't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of like, okay, so that means that, like, right out of the gate to me, that means it's not going to be as gory. Language yeah, is going to yeah. be, and you know, yeah. psychologically like, scary. Um, right. It, yeah. or, or so we hope. Right. Um, it definitely was for the baby that was in my audience last night. Uh, Thank you. You had that problem too. Huh? Yeah. I, why is this happening? I don't know. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Bon Jovi would call it bad parenting, but, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, that's, uh, mm. I, I that. had an opposite experience. So when I saw this movie, I, I I've never done this before and this was super <laughs> this was cool. This has never happened. To this before. has never happened to me before. <laughs> My be it is my friend who loves horror movies, Matthew Marchetti. He does a uh, it's a movie matinee on Instagram. He basically uh, does a as long as a, it's a not review. A podcast. No, it's not. He does okay, r- written fine. reviews on Instagram about like low budget or just mm. lesser known horror films most mm-hmm. of the time. Right. Uh, he loves horror films, so his wife for his birthday rented out a theater this morning. <laughs> and me, him, and like 30 of his friends got to just go sit and enjoy by ourselves Ouija. And uh, wow. and I do have to say that is the optimal way to experience this movie. Going with a group of like-minded friends, only you guys in the movie, because it was the perfect balance of like talking to the screen and reacting and then maybe telling like a joke that would be remnant of, you know, mystery science theater and everyone, you know, laughing or like, it was just a very communal, wonderful experience because this film, it's got problems. Of course it does. But if you get in that, like that, the reason I think it might not be a good film, but it's a good horror movie. If that delineation sort of goes back and forth Mm. is it allows you in a group of like-minded individuals to really enjoy it beyond what I think it probably deserves outside of that context. And I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think when you can have those moments with it, I don't think like, for instance, I don't think if we went and saw, I'm trying to think of something else that's like the accountant, right? I don't think if it was the same group of people going to see the accountant, it would have been nearly as fun. Right. And mm. do, you, do you want to know why I think that is? Sure. Cause I think Mike Flanagan, the guy who directed this directed the hell out of this. Like he really Possibly. did. He really like, I felt like you felt the work behind the camera going on. I felt like he was like, did really, he write it as well? He did write it as well. Oh. Uh, I mean, look, there are some, he's pro- a better director. There are some problems with the script towards the, the, the last third of it, but I really did. I, I was kind of impressed by the way this was actually put together. I was, I was like, wow, this guy's really going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and obviously it's a low budget film. So it was like, he didn't have, too much he could do, but what he did was really good. Now, the only part for me that, uh, before we get into spoilers, is the part that I felt when the movie started losing me is when we did see the demon for the first time. Oh no, I liked it. I I was like, oh, it it was it kind of it was it's cliche to say, but it was kind of the Jaws theory of filmmaking, which is that the minute 
the shark loses its power once you can see it. But, you know, I mm. really got to give him, uh, you know, the filmmaker props because it's just nice to see that he's giving Zoom work outside of the Flashverse. Uh, it really, it really is nice to see that sort of happening because it's, you know, he's a very one note and now he has his own horror franchise. So it's Look just really that. nice. <laughs> I, I love the blank stare yeah, on Shahir's face and the sort of like, all right, I like you dug it for, for the most part. That Let's joke. just say one person in this room has a nerd pop culture podcast and the other does not. Uh, you do actually. It's just in a different wheelhouse, Shahir. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I really, I, I liked, I liked seeing it. I because didn't. I liked the design of it, but then yeah. I also liked that it went away. Like you right. didn't they really did. see it again. Yeah. You kind of expect it to, and then maybe not. And then there's one sort of scene where like sort of a lot of them do a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just preferred the buildup of not seeing it. And then the moment when you did see it, it lost its power. I can me. understand you know, that. Like I, yeah. I, just, I, I was really enamored with the actual design. It was simple. But it also it you know what you know this is and correct me if I'm wrong, SVP, because you're sort of the aficionado of horror in this room. The way that so the design of this monster and this is slight spoilers, but it's it's just an all black, almost like a gooey looking demon type humanoid creature. Mm -hmm. But its mouth, much like Zoom, uh, is like almost it's stretched and um, it's not sewn together, but it's it's like almost like strips of it is connected from the top jar to the bottom jar. So when it opens its maw or not not a maw, it's just like it it like stretches the whatever the flesh or whatnot. Now. I like horror movies that tie in like this could have been a generic demon at all. But the whole thing, even though I don't know if they hit this point precisely, the whole thing is about like stopping the voices and what happened to these people in the house to turn them into these demons or release these other things. It all has to do with stopping voices and sound. Mm -hmm. And so the monster reflects the problem and the torture that sort of went on beforehand. Like it's all very uh, like. It's it's all one thing. Even like there's a moment where they like someone sews a doll's mouth shut because they think it would help a thing. And like there's a lot of the same iconography through the cause, the solution, and the monster. And I like the fact that they were all together. I, that's a that's a staple of what I consider a good horror narrative. I I don't know. I mean, I've just noticed. I I just that was I mean, the first time in a long time I've noticed that. I mean, the other the other film like that recently that I that I did like but i actually think i it's weird because that other film that i'm thinking about the babadook is more critically revered than than this will ever will be of course yeah but i but i have to say i think i enjoyed this more than the babadook interesting i think the babadook I, svp just fucking it's it's, it's weird <laughs> what and, and i have to go back it might because you just hate the kid in babadook i actually <laughs> i I'm, I'm not a fan of that performance in particular right but i but I, what i did like about the babadook is i think the babadook does a really good story uh, a good job of tying hard, scare to story like it, it felt like there was a good connection there absolutely the, but the thing is this is exactly what you're talking about earlier matt which is that i watched this with an audience and watched it with a big audience and like having the and i watched the babadook on my own and and the babadook just didn't scare me it didn't you know like i thought it was a well-crafted good film but it didn't it didn't give me that immediate visceral thing that i'm looking for in a horror movie whereas this and it may just be because i watched it in an audience but it may also be because i do think the director directed the hell out of this movie Mm. that it actually worked for me um well my viewing experience was in a crowded theater opening night and um with a baby Yes, and there were a couple of babies and oh, a group of teenagers and the whole. I mean, it, I like you apparently watched this in mm. what is probably the most optimal setting. Yes, and I, on oh, the other hand, I'm sorry, dude, uh, was living on the other side of the spectrum. There, I mean, so uh, to that end, I'll say that had I watched it with you and your thirty uh, friends there. Uh, I probably would have walked away with feeling slightly better about sure. the movie and life in general <laughs> and, you know, people and parenting skills. Yep. And, and, yep. and there were no, there were no babies like in my screening. Um, and that's fantastic. Uh, so the other, the other trick with me sometimes is, is that I can't always trust my own feelings. And what I mean by that, and Wait, what I mean by that is, is this a psychology session <clears throat> or let me finish. or a love song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I mean is, I can sit through a horror movie and because I've watched so many of them, yes. I sometimes have to kind of figure out, right, am I not scared because it's not scary or am I not scared because I'm desensitized? Right. No. I mean, you write, you've written, what, four horror novels at this point. Yeah. You, I would call you an expert in the field, 
by the way, pick up Brookwater's Curse 1, 2, and 3. And uh, what's the name of the serial killer now? Killer Genius. Killer Genius. Um, but yeah, there can be a desensitization right. of it. And, and I think... And, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what I was going to just close out with is just the fact that... So I'm watching the movie, and other people are jumping around me. And, of course, the babies are crying at certain <laughs> points, and other stuff is happening around me. And I'm kind of like, ooh. I'm just like, ooh, okay. All right, I see what you did there. All right. Yeah. A- a- and... Yeah, so it, it, it's like you know how the sausage is made. Yes, but but the, the <laughs> thing is, a problem when the sausage sometimes. can break the barrier, and that is a poor metaphor. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. But when, like for me, <laughs> the, the Conjuring, for example, is it a movie where I know exactly what the story beats are going to be in the Conjuring? You beat the sausage. I'm not quite. When this, I don't know what happened to the sausage. <laughs> okay, it, the sausage is in places it shouldn't be. Okay, Go just move on sausage. from the sausage. Yeah. <laughs> But like, but like when a movie, when a movie can go beyond, you know, like, you know what the beats are going to be. We are all movie lovers in this room. We all mm-hmm. know exactly how movie structure works. We all know what's going to happen. We know how the, the demon is going to come through at some point. You, yes. you cannot watch this movie and not think that. Spoiler alert. You hold the little placard thing from the Ouija board <laughs> up to your face and use it like a monocle. Yeah, and not just any, was... and not just any Ouija board. Oh wait, no, any it, Ouija, any Ouija, Ouija yeah, board. No, no. So basically if you had glasses that were like the wrong prescription, you could probably do this. Yeah, but <laughs> they need to be in that weird, like uh, ace or not ace, uh, spade shape. But, uh, you know, like, I I agree with you that, that, that the thing is, for me, is that, again, I don't think this film, like, broke any new ground, I, but I did think that it was playing in the right field, if that makes sense. And, sure. I, and I think the mm-hmm. experience of seeing it with an audience who are shouting, who are kind of like, you know, like, jumping at the right moments, who don't have babies in the audience, I, I think makes it a worthwhile fun experience and let's talk about that field you're mentioning so i would put this movie in the genre of like speaking of children just on the screen not in the theater Mm. creepy fucking kid demonic possessed kid right like it's so there's a ton of these movies movies. can i ask you guys a question especially shahir because you have a child (laughs) what is it from a human standpoint that there has to be something innately terrifying about children for all of these stories to just have childlike terrors in them. Like I'm just noticing there's such a trend of like the evil child, the possessed child, like the kid waking up in the middle of the night and standing at the foot of your bed, but kind of asleep, but not really. And people are highly unnerved by this. So what did the public zeitgeist made us so fucking scared of kids? I think, I mean, I think it's two things. Uh, one is that kids, are are the the exact the opposite of horror. So the idea that they could be filled with you know, sure. that they can do terrible things, mm-hmm. you know, is you know, it's kind of like why why Chucky is scary because he's he's a doll that isn't supposed okay. to be like Touché. that. So, so it's kind of the opposite. But the other side of it is, and being a parent now, the thing that that I think you only learn when you're a parent is that you're always trying to figure out what's going on in your kid's head. Got you. You know, like when you're a kid, mm. you think your parents know everything that's going on in your head and, and that you're an open book. But when you're a parent, what you realize, you have no idea what's going on in the head and you're spending the whole time trying to figure out what this means and what that means and what this means. And, and maybe, what that means. you know, as they're younger and this probably, hell, this could happen when, when they're adults too. But like you, you probably do correct me if I'm wrong, but you like put inference on things. You, you do, you do, you, Especially when they're little, yeah. you put sort of like he yeah, does a thing, he or she, your kid does a thing, and you're like, oh, he did that for that reason, and you're okay. guessing, and the guess could be educated, but you still have your own biases that are then making that assumption. My favorite right now is like, oh, he loves this song. I was like, he doesn't know what this song is. He's just like, <laughs> he's just bouncing up and down randomly, yeah. you know, and it All happened right. to coincide okay. with the song. I just wanted to ask because I was, I was, I just noticed I'm like, there's such a trend of the terror little kid. And I mean, it goes, it goes back a long way and you could point to like the Japanese, the, the ring and Ringu, Ringu and dark water. And, um, I think it probably even goes further back than that. The omen. Yes. Um, the Exorcist. Yep. Um, which I, I, there was like a real nice, like sly reference to The Exorcist in this film, which I really liked. Where was that? Uh, it was when the priest is coming up to the house. The camera tracks through the car window, oh. and we hear like a little piano riff, which mm-hmm. sounds like The Exorcist. And I didn't he looks notice up, that. That's great. He I, looks up to the house in the same way. I did notice that. I don't know if it's a special ability you get when you join the clergy, but he just parked in the middle of the fucking road. 
<laughs> like he well, just did. He put well, he parked yeah, his car I mean, in the middle the, of the road. Listen, if you're gonna track a camera through a window, that's the place to park. I, I, I listen. I just I want that. That's a benefit that I'm interested in. But also, was, the clergy do. Uh, I, th- I believe they do get some sort special of special parking privileges. Okay, that's yeah. good. In they he- also can't have sex with in heaven. Anymore. Oh yeah. well, you know, so, we can't uh, have sex with women, but we can park here for religious reasons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what can you park where for listen, poli- if you live religious in, reasons? If, if you live in Brooklyn, you might be willing to make that trade. I'm saying to get a parking. <laughs> that is very true. All right, so let's let's get into spoilers. We we've danced around it a bit. Um, we've danced around the demon. Yeah. Um, why <laughs> don't old we, Doug Jones? Why don't we? Um, how does this movie start? It starts with some fake seances, which I just you knew that the, it was a fake seance. You know, like this is the structure of this movie is, is that these people. Yeah. So it's the gonna, Xander family, and yeah. you see they they run a a business. They have like the Madame Xander's whatever the hell. No, no, no. But she so, never takes any money for it, which is I like, know, which is so funny. And then she's sad about her bills. It's like yeah, because you're not charging for it, idiot. <laughs> um, no, so it's um, Alice Xander is the mother, and then Linda or. Lena, sorry, Lena Xander and Doris. Doris is the little one. Uh, they all together sort of run a scam seance business. Now, the mother tells the daughters that it's okay because they're actually helping people through stuff. And you kind of get it, especially because she doesn't take money, but that's what we just mentioned. Well, she she didn't take money in that one instance because... Uh they, they scared the hell out of Yeah, they almost gave one of the guy a heart attack. And, yeah, exactly. and so Doris, the youngest, is convinced that they're actually doing something helpful and obviously... Uh, Lena is like, no, we're fucking scamming people. Right. Um, yeah. So the, you witness this and everything seems sort of like whatever. Um, you, you know, right away that from the structural point of view that this is a scam and nothing they're doing is real, even though the movie is kind of like, is it a scam? Is it not? Is it real? And then you're revealing. Right. You know, you know. Uh, and then after there, you know, they do their days of scamming. Uh, uh, Lena goes off and sneaks out uh, at night uh, to go to a party where she is introduced to a little bit of alcohol and a little bit of Ouija. Uh, Fun story. That's how he impregnated my wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, who? Alcohol on a Ouija board. I don't know. Let's that's how on. you did it? <laughs> yeah. I thought you said that's how he, and I was like, who is he? <laughs> this has gotten fucking weird on Halloween. Jesus. Just never do it in a graveyard. I'm just saying that. Okay. Experience. Uh, right. So this is, a, this is a good point <laughs> to bring us back. I really liked that this was sort of a period piece. I mean, you didn't see much of the 60s in it, but like dress and, Enough. and it, soundtrack. It, it, soundtrack. It, it, I like that this was set then. I liked I liked like the little um, digital touches they did. This is clearly a movie shot on the Elixir or the Red or or some digital cinema, but they did like cigarette burns on the corner of the screen. Mm. Uh, yep. You know, kind of like you know, and like you'd see like a the little opening missile- credits. The graphic was very neat. Yes. Yeah, a little misalignment. Yep. Um, you know, it's a nice touch. Little so, nice touches. Yeah. So Lena uh, goes to this party and they're playing the Ouija board, and I thought, okay, this was the most. I keep saying Ouija. We, I always say Ouija, and I'm really trying hard to say Ouija because that's actually how it's pronounced. I always say uh, squeegee. Sque- the squeegee board? <laughs> yeah, the squeegee board. Um, there's a friend who's never in this movie again who steals this scene entirely. I don't know the character's name, oh God, oh but God, it's oh God, three oh girls and one guy, and the guy has a, they, they, it's a love interest for uh, Lena. But this, this one other girl, after anything ever happens, it just goes, oh, my God. Oh my god! And oh my god, it's oh god. just really good comic timing, and like it's it's a wonderful scene, and it kind of does the fake jump scare that you're expecting it to do. The mother breaks Absolutely. in at the end, um, but I really liked her. I, I don't know, like and then that, you don't see her anymore. Yeah, which is fine. I get it, but like I don't know. That was just a sort a of little a quick comic relief. Yes. And, oh my god! And then back to business. Oh my god! Oh my god! So uh, let's see. Uh, Lena goes home and says to her mom, "Oh no! no oh, she gets in trouble. Her mom uh, picks her like up, grounded, and whatever. yeah, grounded." Didn't seem like she was grounded that much. No. It seemed like she was fine. How do you discipline your daughter when you're scamming people <laughs> out of money? Your moral uh, the the great moral sc- dilemma. Yeah. Uh, when I figure that out, I'll have franchises. Um, and <laughs> she, she says to the mom, yeah, she says to the mom, like, we should add one of these to the act or whatever. And then she goes to the store and sees one and she gets one and she brings it home. Right. And hilarity ensues. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. So what happens next? We've got the first seance with a Ouija board where we suddenly realize that the young daughter in this family, um, Doris, Doris, can, has some special ability. Or, or we see her get possessed 
by the di- by something. Oh, that's while right. Because the mother the is trying to do it, breaking one of the cardinal rules, which is don't play alone, don't play in a graveyard, and always say goodbye. Those are the three things. Also, and no one ever says goodbye in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, Not one goodbye. But, in but whole... we see the little girl get answering. Like the little girl's upstairs. The sisters are upstairs, and the mother's downstairs. Like trying to. She's like so. She the mother's trying to turn it into a scam. So and and so the rules of this demonic position are. You need to go to the store <laughs> and purchase a board game that hasn't been invented yet, and that's what's going to get this devil, this this demon, back into the world. Well, this is what I'm. <laughs> this, this is I don't mind that because I have a. I mean, if we want to get into sort of occult stuff, mm. anything can be an occult thing. Like mm. anything. Like I, we, I'm looking around this room and like. Everything here is mass produced. Like an iPhone mm-hmm. could be. But no, but but it can. <laughs> because this laptop. In a way, yes. Like the, it, the occult, all it is is giving importance to an object in, right. in a lot of senses when you have occult based objects. Yeah. And just because we live in a, in, a, in a world of mass production doesn't make anything. It, it's in my head how the occult works, whether it's real or not. Any anything could be there. so. Is I don't this, have a is problem. This like, is this like the the Simpsons, the haunted toaster? Sure. <laughs> I just don't have a problem with it being like a, a mass thing because it the, 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 the power has been laughing at me. The power <laughs> the power was the little girl, not. I get yeah, I get what you're saying, but I guess the the, the notion is the Ouija board, if handled a certain way, can act as the conduit. Yes. Right. Um, <clears throat> or at least that's the way that I, I feel the movie is explaining itself. Funny you should say that because I actually do have the, is it Milton Bradley or is it Parker Brothers? I'm trying. I don't to remember who owns it. But it, it's, I actually have one of those at home. Right. Um, and you'll never play it again? And No, well, I never, <laughs> I ever, actually never really played it in the first place right. because, you know, un- until I got to be a certain age and met guys like you, I, I didn't really have anybody that I was going to be like, hey, so, you know, I mean, I said, I, I grew up in a black neighborhood, you know, half, half the stuff you didn't, I You didn't still bring that to the about, park? Like, what do you? No, half the stuff I still talk about, everybody's like, man, fuck you talking about? <laughs> stuff, like, you know, hey, that I, does I remind keep me. a lot of stuff to myself even now, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, so, it, it, but it's funny because after I bought the board, I remember saying to myself, I just think that has fucking Parker Brothers on it. Why am I even like, and I just put it away and I haven't really messed with it since. But at that being said, I do understand what you're saying that really all it takes is all it really takes is belief. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's how the function of a Ouija board actually works is belief. It's the, I mean, but, the, but the nobody science, in the scene has belief and it happens. The little girl does. Well, no, but she's not watching the, she's but not the like, little girl believes the little girl believes. And she, this is set up in the beginning that, what they're they're actually talking to spirits, but they're helping the message along. Right. So mm-hmm. she automatically believes she believes she can talk to her dad instead of God. There's a setup for that. Like there's a lot of small setup moments that make this belief structure of where the power comes from make sense for me. Look, when I watched it, it didn't break the no. movie for me. But but it is kind of silly when you think about it. This this the spoiler alert for the rest of the film. We find out that the devil is from the from World War Two. And, you know, was involved in some sort of Holocaust-like torture um, back in America. But it's it's kind of silly when you think about it that the way to conduit that is from a game that's invented 40 years la- uh, 20 years later. Well, it was, yeah, I mean, it, well. <laughs> well, that's because they broke rule number two. Which is don't play it in the graveyard. That's right. And it turns out there's a lot of bodies in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to a Dr. Mangala stand-in, uh, yeah. basically, that, like, obviously the U.S. gave, you know, whatever pr- privileges to to come work for right. the government, but then he murdered a bunch of uh, Jews in a basement here. Uh, Jesus. So. Um, <laughs> Something you never thought you'd have to say. Yeah. yeah. So the, I, I love that it turned into like Nazi. <laughs> Na- Nazi. Yeah. You know, it's fun. And the occult and Nazis go together very, very well. Yeah. Like that um, movie Dead Snow. What was it? Or, yeah. Dead Snow. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or they're Nazi frozen. Zombies. Yep. Funny, uh, my first thought was Hellboy, but. <laughs> yeah. Also true. That means also everything. Yeah. And also actually Hitler. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing. I sort of thought about at this point. So the mother is trying to turn it into a scam. That's how when this sort of happens, like she's putting what like magnetic dust in the bottom of the things and she has like plates on her knees so she mm. can move it around, blah, 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 Which I thought as soon as you watch that, you're like, wait, you're going to see her legs move. I know. This I know is the worst too. scam. It's the ever worst. Seen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so the little girl starts actually being able to use the Ouija board correct, correctly. Uh, and that, and the sister and the mother witnessed this and then they sort of add it to their repertoire. The mother believes that now the, the daughter is an actual conduit 
because uh, her mother was a conduit. And she's like, maybe it skips a generation. I'm like, okay. Uh, and uh, Lena's having none of this. She's like, this is this is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. She try and the, and the daughter tries to or the mother tries to like disprove it a little bit by like asking like, where did you find out that I was pregnant with whatever? And it says spells out shower. In the shower. And, and then so. Uh, She's like, oh, no, this has to be real. Yeah, so then we're all on board. Um, I'd like to pause going back through the movie here real quick. Something we didn't talk about in the beginning, and I feel like it's very important. Uh, SVP, you talked about your brief history with the board. Mm-hmm. Shakir, w- do you have any Ouija, Ouija stories? Like, have you, have you ever used it? Uh, no, I've never used a Ouija board. Wow, we should have we should have gotten one I've, for this. The closest I've got is that. Remember that? <laughs> remember there was a board game called Nightmare or something like that, which you played with a VHS tape. And yeah, you're like, that's I, I not quite the same. That's not quite the same. That's about mm. as close as I got to a horror board game. So the Ouija board, <laughs> the way it works. I mean, you guys might probably already know this, listeners at home. But like, when everyone sort of touches it, you put uh, one or two hands, depending on how many people are playing, mm-hmm. and you ask it a question. And it's supposedly with the way human physiology works is if someone twitches in a direction, the rest of you, if you're just lightly touching it, will move in that direction. It's sort of like is weird sort of like help response thing. Yeah. Um, I have tried it a bunch when I was younger and it never fucking worked for me. Like I've never had I've had people tell me because what happens if no one in the room can spell? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, the truth. Uh, but like, instead I mean, of the house, <laughs> and I'm an awful speller. So, but like, I I always felt bad. I felt I like there was something wrong with me because like, my brain like wasn't like I wasn't on the same wavelength enough with people to like. Is this the same theory of hypnosis as well? Which kind is of like, well, it's or, or mass hysteria or anything. It's all it's all very tied to a group mentality whether right. that's a ton of people or just a small group in a, in a very specific intense location but that i mean that's the case with all psychic phenomena right like it can, it can all be explained by by basically being able to allow your like by the by the medium basically giving you basic you know like simple clues that you mm. can identify with like oh you missed someone was it someone you loved oh yeah it was you know, and like, and then you kind of like follow on from that. Yeah. Um, I think South Park does a really good riff on this. Um, back with one of the hip. hip oh, do they? Yeah. I mean, they're fucking smart as shit anyway. So, <laughs> no. um, yeah. So I, I never, I never played with a Ouija board. I, I don't know much about it. I look, and I think, I, I think the barrier for me to like believe it would be some mythology around the board would make me believe it. Like, this was the Ouija board that summoned the ghost of Hitler or something like that. You know, like, like the, I was, buying one off the shelf and playing it. I'm going to be like, it mm, felt I'm pretty the, sure this is not going to work. Well, I do think it works in the narrative context of the film. I think it is a blatant sort of cash grab on the property. Like they want, they wanted this thing to be something you can buy in a store. So people go see the movie, remember the game and go buy it in a store. Hey, look, at least it's better than the battleship movie is all I'm going to say. Touche. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> at least they did a better job than the Battleship movie. All right. So what else happens? A little girl gets harassed at school. Um, but it turns out she's got demon powers now, which can make you like slingshot. Well, we didn't quite get face. to the point where she, she she thinks she's talking to her dad the entire time, and it turns out to be this other. Well, she talks to a lot of different people. There's some tortured people, like a dude named Marcus, and then there's the uh, well, Marcus is the guy. No, Marcus is one of the tortured people because she remember he she writes out eventually she starts writing in Polish, right? Um, mm-hmm. And Marcus is one of the people in there. Like it's he he was tortured <clears throat> to death and blah 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 blah. Right. The doctor, I forget the doctor's name. Um, but she Just eventually, finally, a mangala. Finally, um, she does it alone again on a graveyard and doesn't say goodbye. And that's the trifecta. And it just, she gets this, the scene where she gets possessed is very scary. Like the thing reaches yeah. down her throat and you don't see it at first. Cause you know, whatever. And then like, she falls backwards and does the sort of float thing and then goes down and like twitches and it, it, it's fucking creepy as shit. Yes. Yeah, so that is pretty bad. Uh, I gotta ask one question that this is the only scene where we see the devil's doctor, which is what it's labeled as and credited to, the famous Doug Jones, who yes. has been in every motion capture movie yes. for a while. Speaking of Hellboy. Um, so I'm just going to say, is this the only scene Doug Jones appears in? Like he turned up just to like stand I'm sure in the he's sort of like shot. sideways a little bit. And then also, mm-hmm. I bet you all the mocap when there's a bunch of them near the end yes. is all him too. So right. he's not in it a lot. No, <laughs> he's just like kind of like, hey, Doug Jones, let's get this guy. Like there's basically one motion capture guy on the planet, him and Andy Circus. And Andy was busy. And Andy was busy doing Planet of the Apes. Uh, Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, he actually, Doug Jones, He I, I follow him on Instagram, actually, and he uh, he mentioned that. He, and also, there was uh, there was something that didn't make the movie, and it was him, uh, and he just, 
It, it was on his Instagram page. It's him as the doctor. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, so that would have been saw nice. scenes um, of him as the doctor. Right. That would have been cool. So, I would have liked that. Yeah. I didn't to, make the cut, though. There's one thing we I should preface before we continue on in the movie. The one, one of the, apart from the third act, which, I, which we're going to get into, um, I was not that thrilled with the mother, the actress playing the mother. What else has she been in? So she, I, I just <clears> watched her in a, a, a show called Easy, which is on Netflix. It's a Netflix. Uh, That's of, what an, it was. Anthology show. And I, li I really liked her in that. And she's been in apparently in the Twilight season. I like anthology shows. Like the Twilight Zone? Like the Twilight Zone. Well, Black Mirror. And Black Mirror is fucking great. I got to watch season Black three. Black Mirror is yeah, great. Yeah. Hey. But, uh, but we're, Oh, sorry. Tales of the Dark Side's on DVD. Really? Yeah. Yes. All right. But Along again, with Friday the 13th. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. So, so uh, like, I think she's a fine actress, mm -hmm. um, but but I feel like she didn't, she didn't hurt this movie, but I didn't feel like she actually, like, gave it any extra dimension. And there's a point, and to the point where, and I don't know if it's bad writing, but there's a lot of, like, crazy shit happening with her daughter towards the end of the film, and she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. That's that's interesting. She has a weird, like almost preternatural calm about her as an actress, just in the stuff I've seen her in. But it, it's it 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 works against this movie, I, yeah. And and I think like comparatively, like in The Conjuring, Vera Farmiga, who's the the lead actress in that, mm -hmm. actually like brings a lot to that role, which is a fairly thankless sort of. Well, I, th I think women the, in peril kind Anna of role. Annalisa Basso, who plays Linda, or I keep saying Linda, Lena. Uh, she's pretty good. She was good. Yeah. Uh, and that little and girl was good too. Lulu Wilson. Lulu Wilson I, I, I fucking don't think killed it. Elizabeth Reza does any disservice to the film. I think I, I like she's not bad, but I don't think she like brings anything more than what's on the page. And it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, I think like and a different actor might have like given this a little bit more life. So you in know, moments of peril, you don't feel that her performance was intense enough. No, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think she kind of captured, and again, I'm not sure if it's the writing, the directing, or her performance. Mm -hmm. She didn't capture the sense that my daughter is in trouble or like, you know, my, my family is in danger, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I felt like that, to me, for all the plot machinations that happen in the third act that are like weird and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Right. The thing that doesn't carry me through that is the sense that this mother is trying to save her kids. I got, I, I disagree. Right. Uh, even in the beginning when Mikey, uh, fucking Mikey, I think he likes it, uh, <laughs> comes over the love interest for, who's a senior yeah. and, uh, Lena What's is, up, a, is, a, Watch out. is a sophomore. Uh, they have a nice moment where she brings him in she and does like a fake palm, palm reading yeah. and she's very protective and whatever. I think the way I took her performance, especially when shit starts hitting the fan, mm -hmm. um, with, um, with, um, Doris is she's so happy and convinced that the quote magic is back to, or like whatever, like the realness to her shit that she's just overlooking everything. And she mm. did. She asked the mm. one question in her brain. She's like, yep, this proves that she's real. And then she's talking to my dead husband and everything's great. And I can really help people. Now that, I used to but lie, that's, but that's what I mean though. Isn't it like, isn't that kind of you for a person who, who, who actively goes out of their way to scam other people on the basis of like psychic phenomena, to like experience it for the first time, she she. I can't believe to be I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna quote uh, my longtime guy code compatriot uh, Charlemagne the God <laughs> and say life is all about the buying and selling of dreams. And she bought into this dream. Like if if you and I, I say this <clears throat> to anyone. Any of us in this room, if someone found the right thing and a very convenient way to convince us, if we want to believe it enough, we will just do it and start acting probably out of. Oh, oh, against better interest of people we care about. So I didn't dis, I didn't disbelieve this. Right. But I didn't, I, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't see the sense of like, Oh shit. You know, like this is actually happening. Like I, I just kind of got more of the, oh, I got this the, is she had the oh shit moment when the proved it. And then she was like, now I don't know. Shower. I, I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't have the problem again. I don't, I don't think I'll this is what, a bad actress. I did, and I did I have a problem with is the fucking priest. Oh really? He just was the blandest blandy Blanderton since Blandtown, <laughs> right? So maybe we had opposite because I thought he was okay. He's just like oh whatever, and, and it's just like the fact that he was like too good and like helping her get away from bullies at school, and then like just fucking. I was like oh, okay, so they're buttering him up. Mikey's obviously gonna die because he has a fucking Y at the end of his name. Yeah, and I'm just like what? That does it. Mike, why was he Mikey? He's a grown fucking. He's literally if 17 was, years old. If he was Michael, he would have lived. I wouldn't have guessed his death instantly. I think I guess his death by the fact that he is like a per, ter tertiary character 
who's like popping in and and the daughter is clearly not not a fan of her yeah so 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 doris scares the shit out of him once that was the line i said in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, i really liked that monologue i thought that was great yeah uh, that, that was good. i have goes to admit on. um I thought it was had I a daughter and that was something that came up and I, I think I'd in be a script. little unnerved by that. Like just wait, you want my child to do what? <laughs> I mean, but look, if you want your kid to act in a horror movie, things get yeah, so obviously then of course. Yeah. And there's a lot of nope moments. A lot of characters pull nopes in this. Like it's basically like they'll be walking somewhere. They'll experience something that Doris is doing. And, I, and it's funny because that was a running joke that happened in the movie theater. Like mm-hmm. there's a moment when she's writing the letters and she's like not looking at what she's writing and she's looking and going that. And and uh, Lena walks to the door, and everyone like right in the theater was just like, "Nope!" And she turns back around when Mikey leaves after the monologue. Nope, and like it's just there's a lot of I, nopes. There was the biggest nope is like every time they put the Oculus up to you know the the thing up to their eye. Yep, I was like, that. I was just like, nope. everyone in the audience was like, just put it down. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to see what's going on. Right. So, oh, oh and a side note: there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this film, but like uh, the one of the other things is the that sort of proves that uh, Doris is possibly talking to the father is like they find money in the basement and yeah. like that pays their bills and like that's okay and again that it just that was a magical disney moment yeah. it just it comes off as kind of like eh, oh well look here's some here's some magic money in the bill you know like it so the yeah <laughs> the, the, the priest catches on and like because he he outsmarts the demon at a ouija seance ouija seance mm. um and he calls up uh lean uh <laughs> lena and uh and the mother Alice upstairs away he from didn't really outsmart him because he really outsmarted him. He would have lived. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because because the whole thing about it was he he's like we already know the answers to questions when we ask them. So mm-hmm. if she has some sort of power, which she seems to, mm-hmm. she could picture. So like he asked her the middle name of his dead wife, and she said Lynn, and it turns out it's not. But he thought about the word Lynn really hard. Like, and I so he psychically outsmarted her. Yes, I <laughs> like that theory because I don't know if you guys do this or if I'm just fucking nuts. But like I will both you, are possible. Okay, yeah. if you're walking down the street and you see someone either good or bad, and you have a thought about them. Like like uh, a very attractive woman, or or you know, if we have an, un, a bad thought about somebody on the street, and you think it, and then you're like, "Fuck, I hope that person's not psychic." And then I'm like, it is, I, "I've sort of just I've apologized in my head to that person before." Is that just me? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, the idea, the idea that like you can you can pick up on that sort of stuff, and that, like I like. I mean, that. I, yeah, I, I I'm kind of fifty fifty with that one because you only psychically apologize if it's really warranted. If it's really warranted, <laughs> right? That's By the way, guys, my black cat Zoe, who was born on Halloween, just came in the room. So happy Halloween, Zoe! I loved how she silently meowed when you said, "Does anyone else do this?" And you're yeah. Like, meow. Meow. yeah. <laughs> um, Zoe's got your back. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we get into the grand finale, grand finale. Let's do it. Um, which is where we realize that devil doctor is possessing everyone. So, so the, now this is what I was confused about. Was the father in the, in the house? The father was in the house. Uh, but the father, I, I, the way I looked at it is the father was in the house, but the father was outnumbered. But so the the father was sewing, he was kind of (laughs) useless. The father was sewing the doll's mouth shut to give a clue. Because he wanted the other daughter to sew the other daughter's mouth shut. Third act falls apart. Yeah. So what is the what is the sewing like? I just it, okay. So the, the 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 victims of this evil Nazi doctor mm-hmm. were <laughs> silenced so much their vocal cords ripped out, their mouths sewn shut, their tongues cut out, so that he could do his experiments in in a, a town yeah. and not have anyone hear anyone scream or contest okay i'm with you so far so that's why the mouth iconography like i said before that's why the older daughter has the dream about the mouth going sewing shut i'm there that's why the father is sort of giving the the hint of me that's why i got it okay (laughs) i was going down the line um but here's where it sort of falls apart for me and it does something that a lot of horror movies do that i i dislike uh, you know, Mikey comes over, gets fucked up. He dies. That's great. He has a great moment where he uh, hangs himself after hearing the whispers of the little girl. Very I creepy. Didn't, he didn't hang himself. Yeah, he did. I thought the little girl hung him. Well, I took it as, he got yeah, hung. he got I, hung. I got, yeah, I mean, I didn't think but he I, hung himself. Oh, I did. Because I thought his people started doing 
evil things or weird things once the little demon girl whispered in their ears. Right. So I figured she just told him to go hang himself and he hung himself. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever. That works. Um, yeah. And then they get chased all through the but, house. But he's still, he's still active. He can still oh, do things. Oh, no, no. That she made him do that. There's a part where like to separate them after they make very smart moves to stay together. Like she tries to separate them. I think it's after the priest dies trying to do like a little ad hoc right. exorcism. I like that. That was, that nice. was a nice touch. Um, the uh the it, it's so funny it was like a like a bungee jumper the corpse of yeah. mikey comes down and grabs one of them throws him away and then you don't see like it again <laughs> that was that was actually pretty sick. yeah yeah um and uh so they get in the basement and they're like the whatever blah 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 and the daughter gets the idea from the father in another flashback to stop this whole thing he has to sew the the little sister's little mouth. sister's mouth shut now but was that the father or the devil doctor the father the father did that. But here's the thing. This is why it doesn't quite make sense. So it's supposed to like the father's telling her the entire time. Oh, like, let's you, you got to do this. You got to do this in a, in a weird sort of way. <laughs> I would love a dad being. Oh, you got to say your mouth. Come on, just do it. Say your sister's mouth shut. So she fine. does it. But then <laughs> but then it doesn't do anything like the it's the because why, because Lena thought, is also a conduit. She just doesn't know it. That's why I thought she was. It was the devil doctor telling him. No, because Lena, the whole other thing is Lena's a conduit as well. They're both conduits, but but Doris leaned into it because she's chi- she's a child, and and Lena Lena was sort of fighting it. But then she's still a conduit. But the thing I didn't get that it was sort of the movie broke its own rule is maybe it was already open because of the Ouija board. Uh, that that then all of a sudden she could just possess whoever, like the the demon doctor could possess whoever, and it wasn't just the doctor; it was the doctor and all of the the torch. Or so you know they were what? All in on it. This is a question too. Was it ever the doctor's ghost or was it all of the people that were tortured so bad demon spirits like the evil spirits at that point because they've been tortured so bad? Well, I would have <clears throat> I would have said the doctor had they just kept it to the one zoom looking character yep. jumping into the little girl. But then while she's sewing the mouth shut, right? Then a bunch of them show up and grab Lena. Yeah. And that kind of that that was that was very vague. They also refer to each other like whenever the demon talks, they always say we. It doesn't say I because because like there was a thing when she's like take the mother's like take me take me instead, and she's like we'll take all of you, and it's like oh all right well yeah cool. cool. <laughs> so then uh oh oh so then Lena gets possessed, and in a moment of a twist, uh she stabs Alice uh through the heart with a knife mm-hmm. and then eventually it gets taken you Alice it was it was never you yeah, yeah. and then uh they, she goes to a mental institution it's not you it's me yeah <laughs> yeah that, you know we've all been there yeah um whenever I stab someone yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's not you it's me <laughs> happy Halloween everybody um so yeah and then like she's there and like crazy but like still talks to the ghosts and then like the sister's back even though she can't find it. so this is my problem with modern horror movies mm. okay they all have these fucking obtuse bullshit. We couldn't figure out an uh, actual ending, ended. so we're going to end it in every way and no way sort of feel to it. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no resolution here at all. Oh, None. there's a complete resolution. Go see the sequel. That's that's what the resolution is. Like, <laughs> let's go. We're going to make another one of these fucking things. That's the resolution. Well, yeah. it just, it, but like, there's no, Wait, you, are you telling me the Marvel theory of movie making doesn't apply here? Marvel movies have <laughs> endings. They just have tie-ins. My friend, this <laughs> didn't have an ending. And I liked this movie. I did. It just didn't have an ending. It didn't it like it did. ended. It was like the demon is still out there. And we're going to, we're going to come back to this. This is the, the, the Friday, the 13th, seeing Freddie's hand, I'm sorry, Jason's hand opening up at the end of the movie. But at the, coming end, back. at the end of Friday, the 13th, like you have characters sort of that you care about that sort of oh my, I mean I'm not saying the good guys have to win but you have people that like lived through it this is no, just like nothing no, no, like, and that, that's I mean I'm saying it's I'm not being facetious I'm saying that this is it, this is a movie where they're trying to build a franchise this is clearly the sequel and I the understand franchise. that but you can end it you can still end the story and continue the franchise with an I'll be back moment this didn't do that this just it had the I'll be back moment. The, right. But, it, back. Did, I, but yes. it didn't, what it didn't, it have, didn't have closure. An ending. It didn't have a closure to the story. I just watched. It just had the whole story with no ending. And then an I'll be back. What when, wasn't the closure to the ending of the story is that they all died apart from Lena. She killed everyone. But then they go to this mental institution for far too long for it to just be a, I'll be back moment. Like it's too long of a epilogue. I, you know, the thing, it, it, yeah, that's, it's a long, it's a lot. The thing that I, I did, even if it was confusing, the thing that I did like was that the story moved to a, di- in a different direction. Like it actually took 
a turn where it jumped ahead in time and she was, you know, like this character that we thought was going to be the final girl essentially ends up being possessed by the devil. And I, look, again, I don't think it's a great ending, but I like that the story took that transformation. And, I think, and ran with it. I will give it the fact that it did its subtitle as Origins of Evil. So the Ouija, the Ouija board unlocked the evil, and then it was just the evil, not the Ouija board. Like, right? And although the, the, uh, she, uh, yeah, although sure. then she cuts, her, she cuts well, her hand to make her own Ouija board out of blood and like a glasses thing to sort of like keep talking to her sister or mm. some shit. Like, she, had to, she would have had to spill a lot of blood to make that whole Ouija board. Yeah. I was like, hey, you're going to get through all the letters? I don't know. Just, it just, it just, didn't, yes and a no. For a movie that set up its world so, <laughs> for a movie that set up its world so well, I think it, it really did some decent world building. It just sort of threw it all away to, to do a hasty. We'll be back franchise ending. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just didn't like that. Um, I just have to say you shouldn't see it. In fact, we can get sort of into final thoughts now. I think you should see it. I think it's a great Halloween movie. I think um, after you're done fucking going into a diabetic coma with all the candy you're going to consume, <laughs> uh, I think it would be a good time to go see it and go see it with friends. I think this is the kind of film that works better with um, a comfortable audience. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I dug it. It was just the right amount. It was the right group of people for me and the right season. And uh, I liked it. What about you, Shahir? We're going to give SP final thoughts. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's a great movie, but I think I think there are, is, there's enough going on in this film that makes it worth watching. And I think mm. the perfect context to watch it in is in a movie theater at night with a lot of people in the room, possibly on Halloween. And, you know, you can't go wrong. It's not, it's certainly no Conjuring. It's no The Descent. It's not, it's, it's none of those films, but it's not bad. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. And I do think... Again, I think the director did a really good job with this material that he wrote, but he actually did a really good job of putting this together. I thought the scenes were really well constructed. I thought mm -hmm. what he did with the camera was really nice. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, I kind this person seems to know what they're doing. I kind of want to see what they do next. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would recommend seeing it under those circumstances. I think the viewing experience at home, you know, just watching it on TV is probably not going to be worth your time. But in a theater, sure. I enjoyed it for that reason. SVP? Uh, well, uh, as I walked out, I, I realized that my overall feeling on it was that I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Right. It was, I mean, it, it, it provided some thrills here and there. Uh, but like I said, I found it tad predictable. Mm -hmm. I kind of saw a lot of shit coming ahead of time. Uh, but... I mean, like you guys have pointed out, watching it in a group of people, whether that be 30 of your friends in a really ultra-controlled environment like Matt did, or <laughs> or even just the pedestrian way um, that Shahir apparently did, which, of course, uh, I guess you didn't see it in Brooklyn. So, um... Queens. Oh, see, <laughs> there you go. My mistake. So, uh, other than that, you, you know, it's, like you said, it, it's a fun thing to do for Halloween, but I wouldn't go into it expecting... Uh, like a groundbreaking classic by any means. Of course, yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. like you would have told everyone to go see The Conjuring, but you won't go. You won't tell everyone to go see this, right? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, guys, this has been the only podcast about the film Ouija: Origin of Evil. He does that very well. Is it the origin of evil, though? It is the origin of evil. Well, it's the origin of how Ouija, origin Ouija of boards a franchise. are No, because we haven't seen how the Ouija board actually got made. So That's the origin <laughs> of evil. We need a prequel to this prequel. Ouija board. The origin the of the origin of evil. The origin of the origin of evil. The original evil. I don't know. Nah, the Weevil. I, I, I the do weevil. think I think what you said in the beginning, Shira, about it just being a, a horror movie that has a, the product tacked onto it is very apt. Um, SVP, buddy. When you're not helping us actually have credibility to a horror film review, where can folks find you? Uh, well, Facebook, of course. Yes. Um, several different pages with my name on them. Uh, there's the Beef, Wine, and Shenanigans page. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, both at SVP Thinks. Uh, that's pretty much Where it. can people purchase your wonderful novels? Oh, that's at uh, laughingblackvampire.com. Yes. <laughs> and um, Thanks. <laughs> and uh, just a quickie heads up announcement. Uh, I'm actually in the process of releasing a children's book. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Which, my child, how, how, what child age? Uh, the child age probably, I'd say about eight and up. Okay. That kind okay. Of thing. A few years away. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll put it. We'll put it on the shelf for him when, yeah. he, when he can reach it. 
Uh, excellent. Good deal. That's exciting. Yeah, I like it. Slightly scary children's story. Of course, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Shahir? You can reach me at shahirdad.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com, which has my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know why you'd want to look at that stuff, but it's there if you want to. <laughs> Wonderful. You can find me uh, equally exciting at MatthewKroll.com, Skelter the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram or Emperor MSK on Twitter. And of course, you can reach us at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com or at OnlyMoviePodcast.com, our slightly almost still new website. We've had it out for a while. I'm very proud of it. It's looking very robust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I think about when I look at websites. Like, oh, how robust ooh, is this? Robust when I go to Twitter, website. I'm like, this is a robust. This is a robust <laughs> interface. <laughs> Um, God love it. Uh, or you can reach us on Facebook, or uh, or yeah, Facebook's really where we argue a lot. So that's always the most fun. As, opposed, please, to the, as opposed to the actual podcast, of course. Well, this one we didn't really. And then also, um, iTunes. Please leave us some freaking stars if you feel uh, that you are inclined to do so. It helps us out greatly, and uh, we really appreciate it. And if you do it. We promise we won't haunt you and your family through a common household board game. Because anything can be possessed, right? So we could come in through your ear holes right now while you're listening to us and be all up in your business. I mean, I don't know if that's... uh, (laughs) Is that scary? We really need a break, man. (laughs) Bye. I own your soul. You can have it back.